We're doing great. Silence. Great start. What's up, my podcast people? <laughs> I'm joined today by my co-host Josh uh, and our good friend, the man, the myth, the legend, Jerry McCoolberry, aka Brandon Deeden. Hey. So. Hey. So, 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 so. Were, were you going somewhere with the so? Yeah. It's so. great to be here. Glad to, yeah. glad to be on, boys. You, you feel good on. about this? <laughs> the most inconsistent um, content creator in our friend group. Oh, I've uploaded more than you fools. When was the last yeah, time you uploaded? Yeah, he's at least got his schedule down. When was the last yeah, time I you uploaded? I've got a schedule. <laughs> Several months ago. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> I, I upload once every five years. <laughs> hey, it's like once every four. You had. We're getting off track, Josh. No, we're not. We're <laughs> this not is the feel track. good podcast at the end of the week. <laughs> well, I'm not feeling good. feel good. The host don't have to feel good. Yeah. yeah. You had, we're you had feel bad peak for comedy else. on with one of your videos, and you never, you never uploaded uh, a follow up with it. I think well, you know what video I'm talking about, buddy. Which yeah, one? welcome to the surprise interview of Jerry McCoolberry oh with the God. podcast. <laughs> you so, Jerry, AMP. there are allegations that you've committed large amounts of fraud using your YouTube channel. How do you how do you plead to these allegations? Um, I'd like to plead guilty on a different charge that you didn't list of war crimes, but I'll I'll plead innocent to the. I pay my taxes. Okay. All right. This is somebody here has to. This is peak oh comedy God. from Jerry Jerry McCool. This one, yeah. This one. This, this is just a little snippet of what he likes to upload. This is my favorite video. This is not going to transition well to a podcast format, Josh. This is uh, for video listeners as well. Yeah, for our audio listeners, we'll just. <laughs> And just sit here oh, listening to us. <laughs> I thought I, I think it's the best video you've ever fucking uploaded. Thanks, Josh. I've never. All right, <laughs> all right. We got limited time. Uh, we we do. Have so, time. <laughs> Jerry, you said you prepared some stuff. Oh um, my god! You're and and just making me go first. <laughs> yeah, you're the guest. Oh well, my you god! Said, you said you had something that Josh would find funny. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. I, I was oh, wondering shit. if you okay. wanted to lead with that. Oh, that's better as like a secondary one to bounce off you. But I have a second. I have I have two that still work. Okay. Okay. Um. So I'll do I'll do my first one and then I'll do my second one after after one of you guys. Okay. Um. My first one is kind of a personal story. Um. Because I recently had Thanksgiving with my, um, my grandfather on my dad's side of the family, uh, and he. Uh, told the story of my great grandfather, who owned uh, a gas station way back in the day, and this story is around like the late '40s when gas was a quarter a gallon. Um, and my great grandpa had this repeat family that kept uh, coming in uh, and paying for, like, well, they just they. Whatever they did back in the day, there was like a trusting policy. Like you could pump your own gas, but like you could just drive off and not pay for it because there wasn't yeah, like kind of an the, honor the electronic locks that we have like today. 
Yeah. Um, and this family had racked up like 25 bucks in gas, which back then is, you know, a fourth of a car <laughs> yeah. or a house. Yeah. Know? Jeez. Um, pretty good down payment in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my great grandpa, you know, he was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta go to these people's house and I gotta try and get my money back. And he, um, he pulled up to their house and like, as he like pulled up, he saw in the windows, there's just cardboard slats instead of windows. And there's just like, they, they, they had nothing like their door was super screwed up and like, uh, cracked in places. And he went in and he saw that these people just like, they just couldn't pay him because they had nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so he, he left and came back with like a whole load of groceries for the family. And it just, it had this sort of cascading effect because my dad's side of the family has been super just like nice and charitable throughout my life. Undeserved on my part. Like I dropped out of college twice and I was like, Hey, I need someone to co-sign on my loan. My grandpa stepped up. No questions asked. Um, That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like uh, I would have been uh, like, "Y'all have a car. Give me the yeah. car." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but siphon the gas out of their tank. That's that's an awesome story. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It is a pretty awesome story. I don't All think right, I have Josh. anything that's like you don't. You can't do a segue. Well, can't do a segue. Not, not really. I mean. I, Happy go lucky. I can do a segue. Speaking of happy things that happen to okay people, <laughs> this lady was so, so miraculously cured of her HIV. <laughs> what? So yeah, actually, I thought this was kind of crazy because you know, as, as we know it, <laughs> HIV as a disease is completely uncurable. Yes, it's manageable, but it's not mm -hmm. curable, right? Um, but there, in recent human history, there have been two people that have basically cured have been cured of hiv one through stem cell research right and then mm -hmm. the other basically her own body did it her own mm -hmm. body got rid of the hiv virus which sounds kind of crazy but um they they're calling her an elite controller of the of the virus uh because in 2018 she was infected with with hiv or 2013, I apologize. She's an Xbox controller. She's an Xbox controller. <laughs> yeah, an Xbox Elite <laughs> controller. Yeah. But um, she has no signs of the HIV infection in her cells, no presence of it since um, her diagno last diagnosis of eight years ago. And that's absolutely crazy. And that's what, nuts. What they're calling her is the Esperanza patient. She's um, basically meaning hope. Right. Um, she, she prefers to keep her anonymity and things like that. Um, but it's just kind of a crazy thing because from, from, from her body, there's now more research that can be done to create potentially, um, not a cure, but more lasting, um, Forms of like control, treatment, and treatment. Stuff. Yes, that's the yeah. word I was looking for. Um, and I, th I think that's just absolutely crazy that you could you can contract this disease that has been known to be uncurable, 
in a lot of sense and affects a lot of your your life leading forward. Like if, if you have HIV, your chances of having a kid that don't also have HIV are slim to none. With management and things like that, you can combat it, right? But yeah. just the fact that her own body was like, yeah, you're, you're gone. How do you think yeah, she fucking? I mean, how do you think she felt? Like, oh my god, she went to the doctor's office for a like checkup and treatment or whatever, and the doctor comes back with a charge like, oh, she's she, uh, we gotta get you tested again because this shit's <laughs> negative, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, and, well, yeah, because I mean, she got she basically got a death sentence when she was yeah exactly diagnosed with that exactly because like even if you treat it, you know, just one slip up and you can have complications from HIV such as AIDS. Yeah, it's, yeah, and that's a whole other story. So. Yeah, it's that's it's amazing. A whole that. other thing, but really, she's just she she's been in such awe. She's like, I'm really, I I don't have to medicate anymore, and you know, I I live as if nothing ever happened to me. And she said, in itself, that that is a pr- a privilege, you know, because she got a couple titles on her back. What was what was what was her classification? Master controller, elite controller, her, elite is what, controller. Is what, Researchers found that she might potentially be an elite controller of the virus, showing no signs of active HIV infection in the eight in the eight years since her diagnosis. Um, with current Damn. testing, zero presence of HIV in her cells. That's, that's, that's pretty fucking cool. It's, it's it's crazy because researchers saying this is really promising, but they're not really sure how it happened. And they want to be very clear, and I'll be very clear as well. This is not a definitive cure for people with HIV. This is Mm -hmm. some crazy miracle that needs to be studied further. But they are hopeful that it could lead with potential treatment breakthroughs in the near future. And I just, it's, it's something, and, you know, maybe to give hope to some people that do have this, um, disease slash infection, um, just kind of gives hope to it, you know? And yeah, absolutely. I thought it was just a really cool story, in all honesty. Hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, like... Let's see. Here. I've never had a... Logan, are you still with so. Yeah, Logan, do, yeah. You got, do you got something something for us? I think Logan is connected. Uh, oh, he might, have, he might have gone bye-bye. Well, well I'll, it's just you and me, yeah, Josh. It's just you and you and I. So, do you I've have hijacked you... your podcast? <laughs> yeah. I'm in Logan's room right now. Oh no! <laughs> I can see if for for audio listeners, you can't see him. Uh, it's just him sitting there. Logan just uh, looks uh, faded as shit. <laughs> he, he looks super high. Just, <laughs> I'm gonna take a nap right here. Just eyes closed. Yeah. Well, Josh, while he reconnects, yeah, what you got? I don't know what, um, <laughs> I want Logan to be here for it. I want Logan to be here. For- Ooh, oh, oh no. He's gone. He's gone, gone. It's just you and I now. Uh, um, I don't know. Fun things that have happened this week. I don't know. Do you have any more, you have well, any more stories? Josh? Let's talk about your job. Is there my job being a mailman? Yeah. Being a U.S. Postal a U.S. agent mailman. I am an agent of the U.S., Josh. So, don't talk about your tax fraud around me, mister. I don't commit tax fraud <laughs> that you know of. I was going to say, <laughs> like a true committer of tax fraud. <laughs> I don't commit any tax fraud. Of um, 
I don't know, things about my job. Is there anything you that do. you find, do you find some enjoyment in your job? Do you get to talk to a lot of people on a daily basis? Um, I talk to a lot of dumb people on a, on a daily basis, but the, the two or three regular people that I talk to like mm-hmm. every day on a route, they're great. You know, there's the random old guy that comes out saying he's always going to, you know, he's wa- waving his cane saying, I'm going to beat you up, mailman. And I'm like, oh, come get me. He's just, he's a real fun old guy. He, th- he threatens you on a daily basis. I'm going to yeah, kick he your does. ass. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's play fun and stuff like that. Would you and most, see- most of it's like delivering junk mail and Amazon packages. And I'll be honest, I don't really find a lot of joy in, and bringing somebody, you know, a, a 12 case of their Fiji water because they need that for whatever the fucking reason. But, like, delivering medication and um, things that people, you know, need to keep surviving is – it does instill a sense of, like, I'm helping people in some way. Yeah, I would – I've honestly really thought about this career in the past just because it seems like you're actually doing something. You know, it's good benefits. It's good. It's good stuff. You, you get to know a couple people. You know, but there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that are just like you're the only person they see, so they're gonna take out their emotions on you because oh, they goodness. can't really do it on anyone else. Man, that's rough. How do you Man. how do you deal with that on a daily basis? Ew. I mostly try and avoid those people. Oh, like I, I do their I do their mail like really quickly or mm-hmm. um, um, packages. I'll just like quickly like I have a way of walking quietly <laughs> and I just <laughs> kind of sneak use to my advantage and just you know, put the package there and sprint back to my truck so I don't have to deal with that person. On that day. Are you? I've noticed um, some trucks. There, there are newer trucks I've noticed. Have you gotten a chance to be in one of those yet, or, or are you still in one of those uh, old, like trucks from like we the sixties? Well, not from the sixties. The 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 trucks that they used before the ones we had were in the sixties. Mm-hmm. We just have the ones that were in the um, late eighties, early nineties mm-hmm. that were made. We're using those still. Uh, the mattresses are these sort of pseudo advanced right hand drive vans mm-hmm. that we got and nobody on the rural side gets to use them only the city carriers but uh, that's unfortunate um i mean we have to get special training to use those really they didn't train like they train all the new people but like i was at the cutoff point mm-hmm. so i never got trained with the mattresses well yeah you've been with them for about almost three two three years now two two years two years in a little change well, it's not a bad living, you know. You, you have a yeah. home to yourself, so that's, that's, I do. that's not a bad. That's I not do. a bad thing. Decent money. Well, that's good. That's good. How's your job going, buddy? Um, it's pretty all right. Uh, I am an underqualified system admin. Nice. It's pretty good. It's pretty all right. I don't do a ton except when I'm on the phones with people. They have me mm-hmm. at like half and half with um, with like oh, uh, <laughs> customer service and like sorry about that stuff like that. Welcome back. Welcome back, Logan. Wow. We just had a spur-of-the-moment interview with our, our main man, Jerry, here about his job at the USPS. 
And we had, yeah. had, to, had to crank that one in while <laughs> old Logan found his way back. But yeah. My uh, friend, the federal agent. <laughs> mm. Um, but what we, what we were talking about is just kind of trying to find joy in the little things that you do every day, especially with, with, with your job and things like that, whether it be, you know, oh, I don't know, delivering medicine for someone or yeah, just talking to people on a, on a person to person basis instead of, you know, like, like we have been so accustomed to in the last two years is primarily being online for everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I do miss, you guys know me, I'm a very sociable person and I, I can talk to pretty much anyone. Yes. Yes, and, we know this, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you tell endless stories <laughs> to everybody you meet. And circa my birthday. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Just casually made friends with all of my fucking aunts and uncles. <laughs> Um, and I think for a lot of people, it's, it's kind of hard with COVID still going on and, you know, not having that much social interaction. I mean, you still get some here and there, but not nearly as much as you'd get on, on a normal regular basis. You know what I'm saying? Josh has yeah. the, Josh has the pro of being very sociable. He has the con of not being able to chug a drink. <laughs> that, that <laughs> I, I can't, I can't. Leaving, leaving one and a half Irish car bombs for me to drink. Listen, back to back. <laughs> I, there's no possible way I could have. There's seven seconds before it curdles, Josh. I, and you put it down, you're like, no, I can't. I can't. Like, Josh. possible. I'll take it. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll take this bullet for you. Oh, friend. You, were, you were gone by the end of the night. I was, I was having a good time. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that makes a not not a perfect segue. But Logan, you're back. What what do you got for what do you got for news, buddy? <laughs> not a perfect. You don't know any of his topics. Yeah, well, <laughs> is that, that a segue? I don't know. Him coming back is is a good time to change topics. I feel like. it, it. It could be a segue, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I got this week is uh, building a new safe haven for veterans. Uh, okay. Anna Walker for for Reader's Digest uh, reported that fourteen um, percent of people in the U.S. commit suicide are veterans. Wow, um, mm-hmm. that's an astonishing of veterans, number. Thirty percent. 30%, which is probably a really low number, suffer from some sort of mental illness related to service, um, with um, many more expected to just be suffering in silence. Um, so Marty Weber is a vet, and his life partner recently died of uh, cancer, and he, um, he decided to kind of step up because... Uh, if you ask any veteran, the VA sucks. Oh yeah. Um, oh man. And in, yeah. and in Marty's partner's case, um, the VA did too little, too late for the cancer, and so um, Marty largely blames the VA's quality of care on uh, his partner's death. Um. So what he's done is he's um do- made a land donation to Just Believe Inc., which is a homelessness and housing project. Mm. Um. Uh, they donated 15 hectares, and they're calling it um, "Holy Cow Jeff's Camp." I believe the idea mm. is that um, veterans who are in need of, um, you know, assistance with PTSD or are dealing with homelessness or something of that nature, they can go here, and it's kind of a retreat for the veterans who are suffering the most. Mm. 
who aren't getting the care that they need from the VA. And um, Marty was quoted saying, our government is not taking good enough care of our vets. I have to do what I can in Jeff's memory to help make things right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'd say he's doing a pretty good job yeah, <laughs> making a whole uh, yeah. camp. Yeah. Um, I think the camp is in, I want to say it's in Maine. It's in the Northeast. But Maine is a very pretty state. I'll say that much. Yeah. It is a very oh, pretty yeah. state. That's awesome. But, yeah, so he just uh, he just donated it. His partner died in 2017. The camp they hope to open by the end of 2022. So, really, that fast? Hopefully, wow. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and they hope to. Well, they hope to open it by 2022. I'm sure they won't be accepting patients right away. Oh yeah, hmm. I mean, they probably have to. There, I feel like there might be all sorts of litigation that would have to be gone through to actually start accepting patients and individuals into the, into the place. Yeah. Well, and the most important thing is um, pretty sure it's all going to be pro bono work. Cause just believe Inc is a nonprofit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so they won't necessarily be charging cause the only insurance the vets have, you know, hasn't been working for them. Oh yeah. No, uh, my, yeah. um, my girlfriend's father constantly he's he's gone through some health complications and within the last year or so and he just cannot stand the va and you know he that's that's where he has to go through to get any of his benefits because he still works for the u.s government on the arsenal right and you know that's that's the only thing he can go through and he's just like yeah the benefits seem good but just the quality of it is absolutely horrible he he hates having to go to the doctor because it's just, he says yeah. they treat him like crap. There's well, a, and for vets in Iowa, um, I know a lot of vets drive all the way down to Missouri to go to a different VA. Than the one in Iowa City. Like, the, the Iowa City yeah, one is because some VIs, VAs just suck ass. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, absolutely horrible. And he, he, he did go to Iowa City, and, you know, he is doing better now. But he just, he says he, he can't stand it. There's, yeah. a, there's a fun phrase that my... I'm going back to my grandpa. Uh, there's a fun phrase that my uh, grandpa coined. He's a veteran from Vietnam, and it's uh, anti-military, uh, pro-veteran, uh, and that kind nice. of leads to that <laughs> just because it, yeah, um, and that just like yeah, the you go into the military and you do your service and like you sacrifice for them and then you're out and then the government said all right. See you later. <laughs> Thanks Good for fighting your war. crippling you for mental military? illness. Yeah. Uh, well, really hope you enjoyed combat. Otherwise, see you in the obituaries. You know what's kind of uh, crazy? Some guys really <laughs> do enjoy that, like that that type of lifestyle. That's what keeps them in. Like yeah. for me, being in an active war zone would probably cripple me. Yeah. Well, uh, and there's agree. like an interesting study that they did during World War II and other similar situations. Where people who already have a mental illness who go into like a war zone or um, for London, it was the London Blitz, you know, when the Germans mm-hmm. were bombing the shit out of the city. Everybody yeah. else is, you know, like, holy shit, fire is raining <laughs> from the sky, so we have to hide in the subway. Um, and so, like, normal people couldn't handle that well, but then people who were dealing with depression or ADHD or like some like crippling anxiety, they were fine. 
because you know in their head the world is our always chaotic mm. uh, so yeah for them they were just like yeah it's fucking you know tuesday if i die i die <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> what do i do Walked that's, outside, that's saw my, my neighbor brother. fucking just explode. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's not very good news. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. no, but it's hopeful because, I mean, like some people, you know, they go into the military and they end up having to deal with PTSD, but others are able to handle that and process that trauma as it comes at them. So, like, see, it's the positive. good news is... As far as we know, the military doesn't have a 100% PTSD turnout rate. <laughs> our, yeah, our stressed and anxious are our super soldiers. They're ready for it. <laughs> I, so I, what I'm They're hearing like, is we should die. all sign up for the military. No. Hold on. <laughs> I never said that. No. <laughs> I'm oh. good. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I couldn't fathom. You know, I'm, I think I'm definitely with your grandpa there. Anti-military pro-veteran, but... Yeah, that definitely makes sense to me. I can I can resonate with that. Um, I don't really have a good segue. I mean, besides you know, land for for people to you know get veterans to get better. I I mm-hmm. we're giving more land to the animals. <laughs> yeah, that's our way. That's pretty good. <laughs> we got more land for the animals. So um. The Eastern Tropical Pacific Marine Corridor, or CMAR, is a is a joint um, conservation initiative between Latin American countries like Ecuador, Colombia, Panama, and Costa Rica. Um, and what what's what's really cool about what's going on is um, Ecuador and Colombia have been have been doing some things in terms of. I saw a recent article. I, I'd have to find it, pull it up again. Oh, it was about. Um, Mining in Ecuador, uh, mining for, you know, uh, gold and silver, I believe, um, in their cloud rainforest or cloud forest, which is a huge, kind of like the Amazon rainforest. It's just a absolutely teeming with biological life, you know, um, not to mention a massive CO2 sink, <laughs> a yeah. mass. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but so one of the, they, you know, they kept, uh, they kept, so, kept some large companies from mining there, which would cause irreparable damage to the ecosystem there. But also what they're doing is they plan on expanding a marine reserve in the South Pacific um, by about 45% to um, 500,000 square kilometers. That is an Dang. absolutely abs- large, large area. Um, and this is. Can I get so, that in free dominance? Uh, let's see. For for other people who don't yeah, know let's the get that in freedom. Of course, I know the metric system. Uh, you know the metric system, right, Jerry? Forty thousand square burger feet. <laughs> Dang, that's a lot of burgers. You're right, Josh. That's <laughs> massive. <laughs> it's, uh, let's square miles. That is one hundred ninety-three thousand square miles. It's a couple more. Oh, burgers. damn. Okay, yeah. Yeah, a, lo- a yeah. lot, a lot, lot of burgers. For people who don't know the metric system, that is a lot of burgers. I think that's almost <laughs> uh, what. How many burgers away from the moon is that? <laughs> Square miles. Uh, that'd be that'd be about six uh, burger moonbacks. Okay, oh, okay, so okay, you know, it, the United States burgers is very lined large up from the at three hundred or three point seven, <laughs> three point eight million square miles. Um, How so many McDonald's I mean, McDoubles can I line up from the Earth uh, to the Moon? 
<laughs> but nonetheless, it's you know, it's a it's a massive area, right? And this yeah. is yeah. Um, and this is the place where Charles Darwin developed his theory of um, evolution. And so they kind yeah, of like, like yeah, right. And so hmm. what it really is is they're calling it a super highway for the Pacific Ocean, and it's supposed to help things like. Um, like whale sharks for their for their um, migration and things like that, and mm. I just I always find it um, refreshing to see that we are taking initiatives to protect the planet more now. Yeah, you know, um, granted, we you know we had the national parks and you know there's there's reserves all over the world, but we haven't yeah. really seen these big initiatives since then. You know what I'm saying, and. I think it's just a massive win for the planet in general. You know what I mean? And yeah. overfishing uh, is always one thing I am problem. concerned about with it though, mm-hmm. goes back to our last episode is, um, you know, you know, it's where Darwin developed his theory of evolution and, um, allowing so much free reign for, um, a particular species of aquatic life, uh, might be dangerous. It's not just for the whale sharks, right? No, no, I'm not even talking about the whale sharks. I'm talking about their fucking disgusting cousins, uh, the dolphin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's important that we exclude the dolphin from this safe zone. I have a, I have a bone to pick with you for the last time, too. <laughs> Dolphins don't only just rape people. There's, there are, there Jerry, are many accounts you... of, there are many accounts of dolphins dragging people to shore to save them from drowning. Listen, They're one of I'm the most is, intelligent species. They do rape people. I, I'm, I not, I'm not saying dolphins for good news, Jerry. <laughs> I spend all week looking for good news, Jerry, and I never see a good news story. I about never dolphins. see a good news. I see good news. It's always sexually assaults. I've seen no, multiple it's always things. Dolphin robs a store, holds family <laughs> yeah. at gunpoint. I've seen many great things about the leatherback turtle, which is specifically <laughs> affected by this. You know, I saw yeah, a guy leatherback petting. turtle, amazing. Yeah, just you rock, squirt. You know that guy. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. If more turtles again, came out of the water high as fuck. I'd be, I'd be down to, I'd be down to save the ocean. They're right just now. no leatherback turtles are just water puppies. That's really they love to be scratched and the yeah it's. They love to be pet and things like that. They're mm. they're absolutely they're really cute animals too. I think they're super cute. So on a spectrum of morality, they're on the opposite end of dolphins. Absolute opposite <laughs> end of dolphins. <laughs> think think of dolphins. All right. Think, All right, I'm think of dolphins I, like emus. Absolute menaces. Of emus. Yeah. Absolute menace. Wait, emo, what? I'm sorry. Emus, I'm sorry. Emus I, had to share a continent with the Aussies, right? I think anyone would be pissed off at that point. <laughs> Have you not seen any of the TikToks where it's, um, maybe it's an ostrich that she has, but I thought it was an emu, where this emu just absolutely tortures this lady while she's trying to work on her farm. Like, she has to have her face to this, this bird at all time, at all times, or else it'll attack her. They're just menaces. Well, you, you, you know, I forget. It was either you or Jerry, and I've got goldfish brain. Um, somebody said that uh, they have to share Australia with the Aussies. 
Uh, I would beg to differ. It's more of a uh, you're trapped in here with me because remember Australia <laughs> lost two separate wars to the emus. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did lose two separate wars. How do you do that? Just kill them. You got firearms. It took too you many. Get a lot of too drunk many World War One vets in a really? truck with a Lewis gun mounted yeah. in the back. And uh, well, they're such yeah. thick birds. And you have to shoot them like in the face to kill them. And that's a pretty yeah. Hard while they're shot. moving, and once you shoot, and once you shoot one, they all just scatter. Yeah. yeah, and, they, and everyone talks about the war. It wasn't like a whole like platoon of people. It was like no, it was like sixteen like a, guys it was in like, a fucking truck. Yeah, like they did, it wasn't like all right, boys, we're starting the united <laughs> front against the emus. We're gonna push back the battle lines and reclaim our country. No, it's just a bunch of people going out hunting them. <laughs> oh god, <gosh>. yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, and we and they lost. Speaking of Australia. Oh, really? Okay, good segue, good segue. <laughs> Speaking of Australia, there's a new... Speaking of Australia. It's made of 16 <laughs> snakes all melted together. Oh, God. Australia has houses. been eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this actually comes from New Zealand, Australia's neighbor. Um, uh, it's reported by... Doug? What's her name? Britty Whitten. Pretty Witten. Interesting name. Yeah, that's a good name. No, not Birdie. Britty. Britty. Britty Witten. Yeah, B-R-I. Okay. Birdie. Um, okay. Yeah, but anyway, um, all across the country, you know, in the U.S., um, like, even myself, I started vaping when I was, like, 15 or something like that. You've been a horrible um, influence. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've convinced all my friends to vape. Uh, only one of them has quit. Jerry hasn't started. He's the only one who hasn't uh, been. He'll hit it every now and then, but that's as much as I can get him to do. You kind of um, got me started on weed, though. Well, yeah, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he drove up to my, my fucking school high as shit. Oh, my... like, hey, story Jerry. time! Story time! Hey, oh. oh, my God. Okay. Wait, do you want to tell your story about uh, New Zealand, or What's... do you want me to tell this story first? Let me do New Zealand, and then we'll bounce okay. into the story, because okay. this is very anti that story. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's about being responsible for the future and not doing what we did. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so New Zealand has this initiative called Smoke Free 2025, and the idea oh, is fuck. that they, they want to produce the world's first um, smoke-free uh, generation. Um, oh. And so they're kind of taking their first like aggressive steps towards it. Um, I think either it was either passed or it's on the floor right now in their parliament that um, basically anybody who turns who is 14 when the law passes will never be able to buy um, nicotine products Ooh. in their life in New Zealand. Now, when you say and, aggressive. Yeah, like it's pretty aggressive. <laughs> Like if you're as soon as they turn 18, outdoors, you will be drone striked immediately. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, um, I don't know if they have, I'm assuming everybody has felonies, but it's like mm -hmm. right below a felony now to mm -hmm. supply yeah. a minor with, um, uh, smoke products basically. I think that's so, like here in the U S it's, it's a very yeah. minor misdemeanor, but in New Zealand, it's a very serious crime. I, Frankly, I, I don't know. It's, that. It hasn't yeah. been like yeah. that sooner. I, I agree with that. Yeah, actually. honestly. Well, and, the other thing they're doing is so like, obviously um, 
part of controlling the tobacco supply because, you know, there are people who are never going to quit smoking, like older generations. Mm-hmm. And um, so there are currently 8,000 authorized tobacco stores in New Zealand, which is a country that is very minuscule. Mm. Um, they're going to cut that down to 500. Wow. 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 Um, my guess is it's mostly going to be vape shops because vape shops have a higher, uh, like, carting you um, success rate, I guess. Yeah. Vape mm-hmm. shops do more due diligence in that matter. So I'm guessing they're only going to allow tobacco products to be sold from vape shops. That so, makes sense. Um, the, the older generation of smokers won't be able to go to, like, the corner store anymore. They'll have to go to a specific authorized tobacco dealer because um, they're trying to restrict the supply. And they hope this produces the world's first smoke and nicotine free uh, generation. You know, I feel like that has a lot more profound effects than just not being, you know, being addicted to something. I feel like that, I think it may be harsh or not harsh, but kind of extreme on the extreme end of things to do it so aggressively but I think it's a good idea. You know, I, well, and when you look at New Zealand though, they do, they do a lot of stuff, right? Like, um, like a lot of countries, you know, being Americans, we love our firearms. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) New Zealand for the longest time before, um, before some stuff happened, uh, you could get a firearm there just as easily as you can get one here. Mm -hmm. And, they, after um, a shooting, they very reasonably implemented, like, very sane gun control laws, mm-hmm. like, basically. Yeah. Um, I don't know them myself, because I live in Texas currently, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> very much doesn't matter. Uh, but, yeah. So, like, it's a very reasonable country. And so, if they're doing this, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it extreme. They've proven to be kind of measured in things. Mm-hmm. The only yeah. thing that would like throw me off is um, the farmers who grow the tobacco currently. Um, the government is actively reducing how much money they're about to make. Um, so I wouldn't say give them a lifelong stipend for lost profits, but I would yeah. say maybe like a diminishing stipend over time. Or maybe even kind that of, is maybe kind of even, get them to transfer uh, their business to something else. Yeah. Maybe they they introduce a program that slowly changes them away from growing tobacco and maybe something something else you know what i mean because they have a very robust climate down there right granted it's yeah hot, well but... and like in america it's easy because here we would just say you know get fucked you know harvest your crop <laughs> grow, burn it or sell it grow some other shit. and then yeah. yeah just grow something else but like we have the privilege of being a like one of the world's top food exporters yeah, yeah. Um, yep. so like you can grow food and make money I don't know if it's the that's same in the, New Zealand. I don't know if they can the just switch of, to corn. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the kind of gray area with that because on one hand, you know, the overwhelming urge to support farmers, but also like you got to stop this industry. So you need to stop the supplier of said industry. Yeah. And it, yeah. it, it is an unfortunate kind of thing that'll, uh, uh, an unfortunate what I'm, the word I'm looking for, not byproduct, but um, like an, an unfortunate consequence. Effect, consequence thank yeah. you, yeah. of 
that, like people will be out of money, but they're if if they go about it correctly, they could definitely help them with transitioning their 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 farms and their businesses. I feel like. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's, so that's definitely kind of what I expect them to do. Because, like, like I said, New Zealand, at least from my perspective and what little I know about them, mm-hmm. um, they've got a pretty reasonable parliament. So, I, I can see them kind of assisting farmers in some way, maybe not monetary, but transitioning their uh, at least the tobacco portion of their business into something mm-hmm. a little more <laughs> safe for the public. I suppose. Yeah. So anyway, Jerry. So now we talked about banning smoking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So this was, I'm pretty sure it was like halfway into fucking winter. Oh, yeah. What, like 2018? 2017. No, 2018. 2018. 2018? Me and our collective buddy, Dimitri, were in the middle of... I think we were both still trying uh, at University of Northern <laughs> Iowa. Um, and, God, you just said, all right, Jerry. <laughs> Who was with you? It was Who me. Came with it, was me. It, was it was you. It was Josh. me. Yeah. 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 Fucking both of you are just like, okay. <laughs> See you in three hours. <laughs> <laughs> this was that, like, early. oh, it was like, it was like, it was, it was late. Yeah. yeah, it was like 10 p.m. when you guys told me we'll be there in three hours. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay. Uh, and me and Dimitri, like, I put on like my shitty little uh, drug rug that I had because uh, I I had never smoked. I think I smoked like once before. And I was like, meh. And we, I get there, and you guys open the door, it's just wafting clouds of smoke just pouring out. You're like, Jerry! Oh, my God. You know what's messed up about this, too? Okay. He picks me up. He he, he calls me. He's like, hey, we're going to UNI. I'm like, okay. <laughs> this is at like 10 o'clock. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I got to get dressed because I'm just sitting there on my computer. Um, And he gets in the car. And I the first thing, the first first thing i asked him i was like logan are you high <laughs> he's like no man what you're that's crazy i was like okay okay now to give you some to, to kind of how dangerous this was to give you an idea of how dangerous this was it was a blizzard it, no it wasn't what? a blizzard oh no, it was, no, 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 no. It, snowing. It was snowing. It was snowing. No, no, I was I saying, that's what it. I was going to say. I was going to say the main hazard was um, on that one stretch heading there, that just thick-ass fog that you couldn't see more than, like, like being in the car afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you couldn't see oh through God. the fog. You got up there, we were smoking against the car, he's like, yeah, we went through this patch of fog, and time just stored up. It just kept fucking with me. <laughs> we were driving through that fog for hours. <laughs> and well, yeah, and that, I remember at one point we passed. I I don't know if it was on the way back or on the way there, but we passed like a semi that had overturned. Yeah. And I got so scared that I swerved, swerved a little bit. I was like, oh, Jesus! Because <laughs> it just like in my mind, it just, just got scared. It, it just. <laughs> It just suddenly popped out of the fog. This big black mass, and so I was like, "Holy oh. shit!" <laughs> and we it it was great. You know, we shouldn't have done it, or at least Logan shouldn't have driven. 
But we mm-hmm. no, it was stupid. <laughs> we it was dumb. Good, it was a great good time. time. Stupid idea. We <laughs> get there, or we're almost there. We're probably about twenty minutes out. And Logan, as he's driving, he looks over at me. He's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I'm high as fuck." I was like, "What?" Yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, man. I was just I was, checked I was, out. <laughs> I was very. I'll be honest with you guys. I was super disappointed after that night. So I didn't, I didn't get high at all. That was you guys passed first me, time smoking, I believe. One of the first. You guys times. passed me that shit like, like fucking seven times, and I, I fucking hit it super hard. I was coughing my fucking brains out, but like my legs felt like they were vibrating, and that was it. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't feel goofy. I didn't feel like. Whoa. I was just, I was yeah. just like mildly pissed off because all of you guys were high <laughs> as shit, and being the only sober person, like in, in a fucking yeah. hot box car, where everyone else is fucked to the nines. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, I hate being the only. Oh yeah, at, I mean, being at, like our worst. friends miss is fucking awful if you're sober. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh god, it's horrible. <laughs> Even D and D sometimes, if you're sober, it's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm never sober at D and D. Oh my goodness. Speaking of things that you can get arrested for, prisons. Uh-oh. Well, you can't be arrested for prisons, but. Incarceration when you smoke weed, you got a chance to go I into think prison. People should get arrested. I got the, for I got prisons. The, you know I, what? You're right. Yeah, you should go to jail if you own yeah. a prison. <laughs> I, own, I own one prison. prison. You own. One I own prison. one prison, but it's just a closet that I lock Josh in when he comes over. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm in a closet. He's, my, he's the only inmate. <laughs> Sometimes he gets off for good behavior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Duncan locked in the in prison for a little bit too. Right? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Get out oh for God. three long months doing this hard time. This is actually time. how we. This is how we make new friends. Jerry just kidnaps people on his route and locks <laughs> just, them in a closet until they're compliant. Yeah. <laughs> delete, delete. Each one of us hands him a meal so he gets acclimated to us. Yeah, mm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's, it's, we just Pavlov train people. Oh yeah, you know? it works really well. Yeah, Give them new identities. Well. Hey, we found Full a new backstory. guy. I think it'll be fun, but he hasn't been broken by Jerry yet. Just <laughs> <laughs> Jerry. He, has, he hasn't went to Jay fully <laughs> naked yet. <laughs> God, <laughs> I'm so surprised we didn't see his pee pee that night. Um, Jay's? Yeah, it was at D and D, but prisons. That's, yeah, that's a story for another. Oh, yeah, yeah. Skip over. Yeah, let's prisons. skip over that. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's skip over that. Uh, the Netherlands has reduced its prison population to such a degree that it's now closing down prisons. Right. So Hell they're yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they're doing they're doing wonderful stuff, and. Their plans are to turn them into socially useful buildings, like schools and res- refugee centers and things like that. Well, one of them, um, the what school was it here? Uh, let's see, let me find it. The British School of Amsterdam has had a growing um, student population for a long time now um, because of the international demand for education. Um. They're going to be using a prison to to be its campus, and I think that's 
absolutely fantastic. And they plan on doing things like housing and things like that. But and they're not going to kind of keep it like the old. What are you laughing about? Nothing. I just <laughs> if this was happening in, happening in America, if they turned a prison into a school, it would just be a school. They would be turning the school into a school with our education system. Like, this is great for them, but like if that happened here, it'd just be like, okay, we built you a new high school. It used to be a prison and still is. Uh, yeah. Cool. Oh, Good. <laughs> Enjoy a very inflexible education program. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's it's really cool for repurposing because a lot of a lot of times, one of the most wasteful industries is construction. Mm. It really, really bad. And I, I used to be an electrician. The amount of waste that would be produced on a job site on a daily basis was ridiculous. You know, oh, yeah. it's a big contributor to pollution. Oh, huge! One of the biggest. Like asphalt in general, mm-hmm. it, asphalt's like I don't even know. It's like ten percent or something around there. Is it really global. that high? It's really bad. Wow. Because I mean, we're fucking we're cranking out those roads all the time, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's... and we also have to constantly replace them too. Yeah. Because asphalt isn't even a good material. <laughs> no, but horrible material. Yeah. But I, Although I, th- I I do like a nice smooth asphalt road. Mm-hmm. And like they are fresh. very pretty. They're, no, they're just satisfying. See, to drive seeing on. our world burn down around me, I got a smooth <laughs> ride. Man, this asphalt. <laughs> yeah, mm, we stopped being able to eat fish five years ago, but mm, this road. After we all get drafted into the water wars of 2050, we'll be riding our M1 <laughs> Abrams down the smooth asphalt highway. <laughs> well, we have, have to contrast have, it, you know? <laughs> I have a wealth of knowledge about sad things, Josh. <laughs> That's it. I, I just think it's really yeah. cool that they're they're finding an ecological yeah. solution and repurposing these things, as well as doing something for their society as a whole. Because I think... I think the prison system is very flawed, and it it doesn't need to be the way it is right now. I mean, especially in the U.S., it's horrible. All prisons are for profit, pretty much. It's it's just oh, yeah, it's just disgusting, really. It's like isn't it just like modified slave labor at that point? Exactly. Yeah, that's a that's a big problem right now. Is there's a big movement because it basically like especially in the South, there are a lot of states where you don't even get paid for your labor in prison. And that mm-hmm. absolutely violates the, the, the Constitution. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can't be in indentured servitude or anything like it. So, Well, the other thing, too, is so I know a little bit about the prison life because I used to talk to my dad all the time while he was in prison. Mm-hmm. But when he would work in, like, the, the, the workshop, he'd get paid 25 cents an hour. And then oh, yeah. that would go towards, like, commissary or phone time if you wanted it to. But when a small stick of deodorant, you know, those tiny ones that are like the size of a wallet, you know, like in height, they're like eight bucks for a deodorant that small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's it's like the old company towns that we used to have mm-hmm. where like you don't get paid in cash, you get paid in company script, you know, <laughs> like the super dystopian idea that you get yeah. paid with company currency. You live in a company-owned yeah. housing complex. You can only shop at the company store, <laughs> and they set the prices. <laughs> it's all just rigged. Oh, and yeah, it, it's just horrible. 
And I think I think we need to take a note from the Dutch here, steal from their notebook, because they, I mean you hear great stuff coming out of that nation all the time. Don't they just have like? Aren't there? Well, what used to be their prisons? Aren't they just like rehabilitation centers That's now? That's really all they are. And like reforming criminals back to getting back into society well, again. And the cool thing is, is a lot of them are like, um, they have a couple prisons in that area where their inmates, if they're not, you know, super, like if they haven't committed murder or anything like that, which their murder rates mm. are obscenely low, by the way, um, it's a come as like, you know, come and go as you please type of thing. Yes. You have to be there at a certain time every night, but during your day, you can go work a job. You can, you can go towards to their, you know, education course courses that they provide with their inmates and you're still a human being, you know, yeah. you're, you're not, you're not inmate, um, Christensen four five, you know, yeah. it's, it's just, cause that's why we have a lot of repeat offenders and why, you know, a lot of people who, who go to prison often end up in there again is because yeah. we don't rehabilitate them. And that's yeah. That's we, the we punish part. for punishment's sake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And a lot. Of times, and then we're surprised when there's like gangs and shit inside. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh my gosh. We're we're surprised when our prisoners get violent. We're like, we don't know why they threw a riot. <laughs> this place is just great. I wouldn't throw a riot. <laughs> I have a I have a family member. I won't say who, uh, but um, they got uh, a felony for doing something stupid. It wasn't like you know, drug or murder related, but, you know, it was a felony that, um, uh, that's been kept with them and they're a whole ass, um, medical professional now. Wow. And that felony has like stuck with them. And like when they have to, I think there was, there was some case with them, uh, some patient of theirs sued them over some claim with uh, insurance. And like from when they were like 12 and they did this crime, like this felony got brought up again and was like used to like, I don't remember the correct uh, judicial term for it, but like their character was brought yeah. into question. So they, so they brought in that felony charge from forever ago. And it's it's just ridiculous how something like that can stick you with stick with you forever. Uh, yeah. In comparison to this stuff in the Netherlands, where they're trying to bring people back in to society. Yeah, and I well, think and that's just a very American thing, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. just like our monopoly laws haven't changed with the times. Even if you commit a crime when you're 18, you become a well-reformed citizen, and it still follows you. Yeah, like, I, I know somebody who still doesn't have their voting rights back after like thirty years almost. That's crazy to me. And you know, I think we're working on things to to bring that back and to restore voting rights. But yeah, I mean, to be fair, we're always working on things as a country. But yeah, never really but finishing them. It's it's I it's road been construction. brought to light more than it has in recent history. You know, it's it's a it's yeah. a larger talking point than it has been. Which I think is which it's it's a step, but it's not. We finally had that 
had that moment where we're just like, are we the baddies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are, are we the bad guys? <laughs> Turns out we're the Fire Nation. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, speaking of fire, Jerry. Ooh. Oh, great. This one Help. isn't good news or Fuck. No, it's, it falls into the odd and funny category in my mind. It could right. also be All viewed right. as kind of sad. But to be fair, this person is completely at their own fault. Um, oh. It was reported by the AP in Poolsville, Maryland. Uh, a house was recently burned down <laughs> by the homeowner by accident. What um, happened? <laughs> so this... this um, I'm trying not to <laughs> call him an idiot, but he had a snake infestation <laughs> in, in winter. <laughs> and so I'm what he did was he lit in my motherfucking house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he fucking he, he made a barrel fire and put it in his fucking basement to try to what? smoke out the snakes. <laughs> <laughs> He said, man, get these damn snakes out of my damn house. <laughs> get these fucking snakes out of here. <laughs> Holy oh, no. crap. That bear. Oh, oh, my God. Dude, what's it, the uh, fucking line of thought there? I the don't thought, know. I got, these, I got snakes in my house. They're cold-blooded. <laughs> <laughs> Fire! <laughs> basement! Now! <laughs> Fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the owner the owner obviously wished to stay anonymous on this one. <laughs> uh, but the result was uh it took seventy five firefighters to put out the blaze. Jesus wow. Christ. This is a million uh, dollars. This is not one this is not one million some dollars in damages. One this is million some dollars big place damages. with a large fire fighting force. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like twenty two? Seventy five? Seventy five. And a million dollars in damage. It's it's like twenty five miles outside of our capital, outside of uh, DC. Ooh. Wow. Um, <laughs> after the fire was put out, though, and you know, like a mil- again, a million dollars in damages. Uh, <laughs> the fire marshal made sure to say that the fire was uh, accidental. Nobody was hurt, luckily, but the well being of the snakes is as of yet undetermined. for all we know there were no snakes for all we know the snakes are fine and still living in the remains of his house good for them good for them (laughs) yeah just made it a better place for them yeah they're like man it's warm in here now (laughs) it's it's warm in here this is great i'm gonna gonna stay here longer Oh, good. All right. Gracious. Who's up with the segue? Jerry, you still got stories left? Yeah, you, I think you still got stories, I, don't you? <laughs> I got the one Josh will like. Okay, let's hear it. Let's uh, hear it. Yeah. Uh, as my voice pitches down. Um, no, it's it's a fun one. Um, I think it was on uh, last Wednesday, the 8th of, uh, of December. There was a, um, a change made uh, in space. I love space stuff. Oh, space stuff is awesome. Yeah, space stuff is great. Space yeah. is cool. Um, I want to be a rocket ship when I grow up. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, the largest known structure in the observable universe uh, had a uh, there was a discovery made about it. Uh, this this object is 
uh, is 10 billion light years uh, in length. Uh, oh my so as a comparison, gosh. the observable universe is uh, 93 billion light years. So it's over it's a tenth. one ninth of the. <laughs> yeah, what is over? It's over one tenth of the uh, of the observable universe. Jesus. Um, uh, and there's a change uh, made to it uh, on Wednesday, uh, and uh, some scientists uh, came together and uh, changed the name of it. Uh, turns out they discovered uh, this this object is a lot closer to home than they thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, they uh, they called it Josh's mom. <laughs> a joke what, is this yeah. a- <laughs> well, bro, you even had there's a long run around for that really horrible joke oh my god I was like, I don't even know if there's anything in space that big, but I'll go along with it. There is. It's called the Hercules Corona Borealis Great Wall, but oh, Josh, I thought of that joke on Wednesday. And I was really, <laughs> was really proud of it. I, I laughed. I laughed in my in my car alone. It was great. That's funny. In the uh, in the description of this podcast, I'll be including a change.org petition to change the name of whatever that is to Josh's mom. To Josh's well, mom. Thing in space. Great. Josh's mom. The of Josh's mom. <laughs> oh God. gosh. You had me going. I thought it was just gonna be like a, like an accidental jab at Josh, but it's just a full on fucking <laughs> full on your mom. Logan before I'm like, yeah, I got like two stories. One of them's a short joke against Josh. She's like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have like, okay. I have one more, and then I think we go. We're we're getting to about an hour on this guy here, a little over. Yeah, I've also got one more. Oh man, oh, my fantastic! There you go. I've been I've been kind of going with a theme of um, things that are really good for the planet and or like ecological. Um, we all know Mr. Beast has been doing the Team C's thing, mm-hmm. um, and they they really finally just started. You know, um, the ocean cleanup uh, tweeted the other day. Um, they removed twenty thousand pounds of plastic from the ocean. That's it. That well, that's that. This is with one ship. This is with one ship. I'm kidding. One I'm kidding. ship. That's a lot. One I'm, ship. I know, it I know. is a lot. Was, yeah, that is quite a bit. Um, with one ship, <laughs> which is kind of crazy, but. You know, removing all the plastic by 2040 is, is I think, a huge goal because there's always plastic being dumped into the ocean. Oh, God. Yeah. There's, yeah. Uh, there's a fucking garbage patch the size of Texas floating around in the oh, ocean. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's bigger like, now. It's, is it oh, really? It's bigger now. Sure yeah, it's bigger we, than Texas. We off dump so much plastic. In the air, but we're not going to talk about that because no. that's, that's sad. <laughs> that's sad. But yeah, so there, there's a multiple initiatives going on. and. This is this is just the start of something that I think is going to be it's, really great. That is good though. Is that um, you know people like Mr. Beast? He's super famous. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of pull with a lot of people. Um, 
and starting projects like this is a great first step you know, to, you know, start a real initiative to get this stuff cleaned up. Well, you know, yeah, another yeah. thing well, and I not saw only that, but like using his privilege responsibly, like the first one was oh, team yeah. trees, every, mm-hmm. every, like his chase videos where he's get chased by cops or FBI or most recently veterans, like all that money generally goes to a foundation to help underserved communities. So like, <laughs> as far as, uh, good famous people go i think mr beast is like i don't know one of the better ones <laughs> chaotic good he spends yeah. he spends like most of his money that he gets oh from his yeah videos, like instantaneously oh, yeah like, Spe- almost all of it speaking of money they've raised about 18 million dollars now hey Dang. they're they're getting up there they want to raise about they want to try to raise 30 million um by the end of uh 2021. So January 1st, they, they want to have up to $30 million. They're about halfway there now. It's a pretty large goal, I'll say, but I, I really do hope we hit it. Um, I'm sure once enough people realize they need a tax deduction for next year, they'll just be dumping money into it. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I believe. <laughs> there's other things we can do with the plastic in the ocean, too. There's a guy who built a home on plastic. And I saw that. Yeah. yeah, and he's planted trees and stuff on it as well. And, you know, a lot of fish like to live underneath it because he's got um, stuff growing down in it. And I just think that's really cool. And maybe we could, you know, I'm, I'm no fucking expert on, on the subject, by all means. Mm-hmm. I play video games, right? And type type code into a keyboard <laughs> like that'll be below all of us yeah the introduction by the way our professional title gamer yeah <laughs> gamer. <laughs> except uh, for jerry yours is federal agent <laughs> yeah that's you, federal you. agent but federal you know, gaming in here gaming. it makes me You're think that gaming we can... about tax fraud are you we are gaming about tax fraud <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I think we can use a lot more creative solutions than just yeah. Let's just remove it. Why can we can we do something with it that'll benefit? Well, I'm sure they're know, recycling the it because I mean, oh, yeah, plastic can course. almost always be reused. Not as much mm-hmm. as like say glass, but yeah, you can reuse plastic a lot. Mm-hmm. But I, but I, I, I just think, think uh, really, yeah, really no, cool. that's awesome because. Speaking that's of just, charities. That's just one small step. Speaking of ch- charities? Yeah, speaking of charities. Oh. oh, God. What do you guys know about Santa Claus? I know he's not real. Hey, Logan. What don't I know about Santa Claus? I'm just saying, right? You know, he's got the red suit. He's got a bunch of... He's got slave labor. He's really happy all the time apparently he lives off of a diet solely of cookies and milk probably has like super diabetes um, <laughs> and he's got reindeer that fly and a sled which has somehow not gotten shot down by our air defense network um, he, can't, he can't get shot down because he's too fast it's magic. nobody can see him <laughs> he's got the Christmas spirit protecting him well, what if I told you 230 doppelgangers of good old Kris Kringles knew how to knew how to do some like sick tricks on on the slopes, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah. At a skiing resort in Maine on Sunday, last Sunday. Now, fuck you, Josh. Uh, <laughs> 230 Kris uh, Kringle impersonators took to the slopes to raise money for charity. 
Every child's favorite socialist, Santa Claus. <laughs> and as many doppelgangers don their beards, red hats, and outfits to rip and so roar hold down on, the hold slopes. On. You're saying the real Santa Claus came in, but he only came in because there were 238 others well, yeah, also of impersonating him. Of, of course, dude. Like, if I was Santa <laughs> yeah, Claus so and I was stuck in the North Pole all year and I heard some yeah. fucking dudes from the mall were skiing down a slope. I'd be yeah, like, of course. I'll oh, go and notice. Yeah. Uh, there was one person oh, oh, oh. dressed as the I'm Grinch show these in, fuckers in up. Santa's outfit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did they beat him up? No. no. They mug him on the slopes? They mug him on the slopes? If anything, I'd expect him to be waiting by everybody's car and just mugging them one by one as they're trying <laughs> to leave. Just by in the car- parking lot, the tire iron. Just like, oh. <laughs> Pretending Let's to change start. out a tire. <laughs> Don't worry about this. Breaks out the syndrome plot. Nice. Uh, but yeah, the reporter covering it said, A sea of red Santa suits descended the mountain, carving wide <laughs> turns as their beards fluttered in the icy wind. At least one green-costumed Grinch snuck his way into the mix, disguised in Santa's attire. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sounds like the start were- to a fan fiction. Yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> oh, a red tide ripped and roared down the mountainside. <laughs> Alone. Um, but the, uh, <laughs> the event helped raise several thousand dollars uh, for River Community Fund, which is a local charity. Um, what do they but do? From what I understand, they operate like food banks and oh, okay. help homeless people. So awesome Very charity. Nice. Definitely Charities check them out nice. if you live in Maryland. I I would personally argue whether or not Maryland is populated. Is real? Oh. No. Yeah. Populated. I mean, that not one Maryland. Too. Maine. I'm sorry. Maine. Oh, Honestly, man. most of the Northeast states, I would argue if, whether or not they're populated, with the exception of New York <laughs> and maybe Pennsylvania. You know, the real size yeah. states. Yeah. We've got a couple friends from Pennsylvania. Maine only has about uh, 1.3 million people in it. That's less than Chicago. That's less than They're all lobsters hiding as people. <laughs> Chicago lobsters are lobster prisoners. Million. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's all right. Awesome. That's awesome. Jerry, you got one more, right? No. 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 no? I had, oh, okay. I wasn't I my, sure. I had my depressing one that you guys said not to do, so I'm not going to do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, no. Don't do that one. All right, Josh. So this week today I told you to look at history. Up. Today in history, December 12th, 1980, Da Vinci's notebook sold for $5 million. The manuscript written around 1508 um, was one of 30 similar books by Da Vinci produced during his lifetime on a bunch of different subjects. Um, But it contained notes on like... um, contraptions and drawings and things like that. And it's really just a, a work of art really. Cause it hmm. kind of goes through his, you know, process of, um, things that he, he wanted to make or that he did make or, you know, drawings and sh- stuff like that because more, he was, he wasn't just an artist, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was also yeah. an inventor. Um, so he was also a ladies' man. He was also a ladies' man. 
He, he got the poop. I bet he's got some saucy info in his little diary. <laughs> <laughs> he done just got drawings of bipoles. After, after, painting the Mona, <laughs> after painting Mona Lisa, we had coitus. I'd rate her a 5 out of 10. <laughs> Damn, bro. Yeah, man. Little known fact, Da Vinci, savage as fuck. Man. Well, more power to the man. Yeah. But, yeah, well, the, the book is now known by the uh, Lee Chester Codex. And it was sold. I'm guessing that's the guy who bought it. <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, he said, this is Da Vinci's. I made this. <laughs> <laughs> it's my name now. It's my code. I'm claiming his work. I neither discovered it nor made it. Oh, no. He renamed it. No. It, um, Hammer, the president of the Occidental sorry. Petroleum Corporation, renamed his prize yeah. to the Hammer Codex. So, oh. yeah. He, Wait, he the renamed name it. is Hammer? Yeah, his last name's Hammer. Oh, Justin guy. Hammer. Yeah, that's. A, I thought it was his first name. I was like, "God damn, what's his last name?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what happened. You know, forty-one years ago today. Hmm. Sweet. I couldn't find anything well, else interesting. That was the most interesting thing I could find. For yeah, today, today or this week was a hard week for uh, good news. <laughs> yeah, so. I I was having a really hard time finding not terrible things. Yeah. I found terrible things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you came to us with a depressing story. <laughs> but I, I guess that's not totally the point. You know, we're just trying to find there are still little things in that that are good in the world, you know. And yeah, I gotta yeah. find that silver lining. Right. There's there's something good in every day, and that's really what we're trying to focus on here. And well, Hopefully we can, that, we can brighten up your week. That was our bit. show for the week. <laughs> yeah. um, It'll come on time Hopefully next you week. guys will tune in again next week. Yeah, hopefully we can do it on time. But Josh. I'm Josh. This is Logan <laughs> and our friend Jerry. Uh, we'll Jerry, do you have anything you want to you wanna shout out your YouTube? Oh, yeah. Oh, shout out my YouTube. What, uh, what are you working yeah. on, Jerry? What you got, what you um, got in the works? I just another amv <laughs> hell yeah i've got i've got like two of them in my head because of arcane coming out Ooh, mm-hmm. i really like arcane some, some uh, nice arcane check out my AMVs. youtube channel at uh uh youtube at uh, jerry mccoolberry on youtube you have to spell it correctly in the very specific way otherwise <laughs> it won't pop up yeah i like finding it <laughs> jerry underscore mcc Double O L B E R R Y. That sounded right to me. The way you spelled that made me upset, but yeah, I did spell it a little weird. (laughs) Double O L. You can find me and Josh on our Twitter page for the show, or at Nastali and uh, Ellen Brown for you on Twitter. Otherwise, uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully, uh, this kind of lightened your mood. I'm sure this will be out Monday, so hopefully you saved it for the drive home after your terrible day at work. Um, <laughs> I know I will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I get to hear it several times now while I edit it. So, good night, everybody. Good, good night, night everyone. everyone. Or good morning.